Hello, hello world. Hope you are doing very well. We're going to do something a little bit special, a little bit different today. We're going to do a pure call-in show. I have about three, four, three or four different people who have called in to, to the station with uh, different questions, different comments, different etc. And we're going to play them. I'm going to respond and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's probably going to be the episode out of the 130, 140, 120, however many recordings I've now done. Out of the 100 and some odd episodes, this is probably going to be the one so far with the most number of voices. So let's, uh, let's jump in with our first call in. Hi, this is Terrence from Sacramento, California. Um, I've been learning languages for about five years and I could definitely uh, relate to what you're saying when it comes to in, in the beginning, you know, maybe reading or writing, you know, may not be the easiest uh, when it comes to a particular language. And then over time, whether it be that we grow as language learners or we have more familiarity with the language, we can come back to reading and writing and and like see that it's a lot more fluid and, you know, being able to be able to recall things so much easier. Um, do you also feel that possibly just developing as a language learner over time that reading and writing uh, become easier skill sets uh, thank you for your for your feedback hey man thanks for that call and really appreciate it and yeah absolutely i do find that as you get more experience with learning languages as you study the language for a longer period of time not only does reading and writing get easier but really a lot of aspects of language get easier like myself for example i speak five different languages english french spanish extremely fluently probably roughly at the roughly at the same level Gujarati at intermediate level, and then Mandarin at an intermediate level. And Mandarin was the fifth language that I chose to study, so it's the most recent one. And with Mandarin, it's really interesting, when I was studying it, you know, even though it's so vastly different than the other four languages that I speak, and even though there's not that many similarities, there's similarities. I could be like, oh, you know, for example, there's a, there's like a sound in Mandarin that is U. And I was like, oh, that sound, ooh, that's like in French, right? Of course, I've done that before. Or like there's other aspects too, like even if there's nothing that's similar between many languages or a certain number of languages, your brain gets used to the fact that languages work differently and it becomes a heck of a lot more malleable and a heck of a lot more flexible to changes. So if you see something in like Russian or some language you don't speak and you're like, whoa, that's really new your brain is able to react faster and to go, oh, that's new, but that's okay, I can learn it, I can figure that out. Versus if you've never really studied languages or haven't done it for that much time, it might be like really challenging for your brain to even adapt and figure out to go, oh wow, I have to think in a different way. Think of it kind of like someone who's never worked out in their life and maybe they're, you know, they never worked out and the first time you go to the gym, you know, it's it's kind of challenging, right? But maybe you've gone to the gym for like five years and you've done like X number of machines. And then, you know, one day you decide to try a different machine. Even though it's a different exercise, you're kind of used to the whole gym dynamics. And so it's a little bit easier to go that exercise than maybe someone who's never ever visited the gym before. So um, yeah, it's kind of my two cents on that question. Just want to give you a quick shout out. I will be checking you out. I just favorited your station and I look forward to hearing more of the content that you create. Uh, this is John with Everyday Artists. Talk to you soon. 
Hello, John. Thank you very, very much for that call-in. Uh, thank you for coming across my channel. Really, really, or my station, rather. Really, really appreciate it. And, um, you know, as, uh, as I would tell anyone, if you have any language learning questions or even just random questions, you are welcome to call in and uh, we can connect that way. So we will talk soon. Bye for now. What's up, my friend? How you doing, my friend? I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, I got to hear more nerdiness from you, bro. Anyways, um, I'm still new to everyone's profile, so I just want to make sure I keep my ear in because, you know, once I start hearing your content, I'm regardless going to be commenting because I enjoy talking, number one. So here you get a selfish fact. Number two, I mean, I like to help others. So, you know, whether it's not necessarily helping you, like, you know, like, oh, you fell down, you broke your back or, you know, you needed advice. No, it's just saying, like, I help stimulate conversations. That's all. That's all. So I hope to hear more from you and keep speaking nerdy to people. Cheer. What's up, Tony? Thank you for that call in. And actually, we share something in common. Both of us like to talk. <laughs> I love talking. It is. I don't know why, but it's actually why I'm able to make so much content on so many different social media platforms because I always have something I could be talking about. And so it's very easy for me to just like sit there and find something to talk about, rant about and write about and make videos about and make podcasts about like it's just come supernaturally to me so thank you for uh thank you for participating and thank you for the call-in we will chat got tongue twisted or tongue-tied there we will chat later bye for now all right i want to give a little bit of an introduction to this next call-in because it's not going to make a ton of sense without context and i've saved this one for last because I wanted to save the longest rant for last, to be honest. Now, uh, I made a post a little while ago, it would have been yesterday, maybe two days ago, about some different cultural differences between China and maybe like America or China and Canada or China. Yeah, I was like, China, America, China, Canada. And uh, this was a call in in response to that, um, to that audio. Check it out. I just came back from China. Um, my name is Farwa. And I think the biggest difference for me was the food culture there. Um, I love grocery shopping, so I look at people's foods and what they're buying. And Chinese people, they really buy a lot of fruits, nuts, and vegetables. You'll rarely see any breads or bakery items. Um, and just how they handle their food. It's very portioned out. Um, they do eat a lot of rice noodles and vegetables and things like that, but just like their quantity and their portion control is amazing. And I really, they really enjoy what they eat. They love their food. I can't get with Chinese food, but the American lifestyle is completely different. Hello, hello, Farwa. Thank you for that call in. I really appreciate it. And it's quite fascinating because I think you and me, we had some very, we had different experiences of food in China. And it makes me wonder if perhaps we lived in very, very different regions or if we were in very different regions because I was living for three months hardcore only in Beijing. I didn't really leave. I was studying there. Like I didn't travel. I wasn't a tourist. It was just hardcore, just day by day, kind of living there and studying for the most part. And, you know, there's some things you said that I agreed with. For example, you said that you don't see a lot of bakery items, which is very true here in Canada, even in the States, I've seen it as well. 
you know, you go into a lot of grocery stores, you go into different places to buy foods, and you see lots of donuts or like cupcakes and cakes and bread, bread types of items. And in China, that is not quite as prevalent per se. The other thing, you didn't really say this, but you made me think about it, is that, you know, in, in Canada or USA, you know, a lot of places you go to in terms of grocery stores, a good percentage of the grocery store is frozen foods. But in China, that, in my experience, that was not at all the case. Like you go in somewhere, you might see some, but most of it is not frozen foods. Like that is very, very different than, uh, than what we have here back home. Now, there are some other things you said that I really, you know, didn't experience at all. So for example, you said that, you know, in China, a lot of people would buy these fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Now, my experience was not that at all, right? As a matter of fact, the whole grocery, the, gro the whole grocery shopping concept seemed a little bit different in China. Like I would see people, a lot of people who would go to the grocery store and they wouldn't go like on a weekly basis, grab everything and go home. They were kind of consistently going and buying different things. And the one thing I will say, they did, they, you know, people would buy fruits off the street because you see those street, those street vendors. But really that whole concept of fruits and veggies in my experience of China was not overly important. I wasn't overly present per se. As a matter of fact, I saw more of a culture of eating lots and lots of carbs, things like noodles, things like rice, things like that, right? And lots and lots of meats. So pork and beef and blah, 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 blah. And that was more of the culture that I saw. And as a matter of fact, you know, my experience of it was, or my opinion when I kind of looked at a lot of the Chinese people that I knew and that were friends with, that I met, was that I actually found that a lot of them didn't have the healthiest of diets per se. Like, especially on the portion control side of things, you know, that one, uh, you know, maybe they, they are conscious, maybe not. It didn't really strike me one way or the other. But I will say when I look at what they're eating, often I'd be like, wow, that's just pure carbs and lots of salt because a lot of the foods have tons and tons of salt and lots of oil as well, oil and salt. Those are kind of two big things I'd see a lot of. So, you know, I bet you my, my guess, I could be way off base because I have no idea. I'm not a China expert by any means. Like I lived in one city for three months. So I know more than more than a lot of people, but you know, definitely a lot that I don't know and haven't seen. But it's interesting. I, I wonder like what city you were, you were in, how long you were there, how you were like, what kind of lifestyle you had. Like, I'm really fascinated to hear that story because I'm wondering now if there's like a whole different side to Chinese, um, Chinese nutrition and Chinese, yeah, Chinese food and Chinese nutrition that I just really just did not experience at all. So, you know, if you could call back in or something, that'd be fantastic. And uh, give us a little bit of an update. I really think that would, I think that'd be awesome. So. Anyway, with that aside, let's wrap up today's episode and we'll chat uh, we'll chat next time. Bye for now.